0: I was the modern day prodigal son, living my own life, partying with prostitutes and getting high on drugs. Until the reality of life hit me, it left me so empty. Real life starts now. This is
1: Real Life Radio Show
0: with Onlay. I
1: felt alone. I felt lost. I felt. Dare. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here.
0: Real problems.
1: I told my dad, if you try
0: to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you.
1: One solution? God.
0: Hope is a person,
1: and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Le. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to The Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, who found answers in a real God. Today, we'll be talking about the story of the prodigal son in the Bible and asking, what did this lifestyle really look like? The Bible says that this man had wild living. Well, how wild can it get? How about in modern times today in the United Kingdom? Well, today we will have Barry John share with us how he grew up with drug addiction And learning to live for the moment and partying your brains out every weekend, he's going to tell us all about it. And how today he became a Christian and has forsaken that lifestyle. Barry, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Barry, I'm really glad to have you with us today because I understand that you truly lived a wild life before. But today you are a practicing Christian who has returned back to your Heavenly Father. But you have lived enough of that lifestyle to understand the difference. And I'm excited to hear about you and about that difference and the results that, you know, you can kind of share with us. Barry, I know it wasn't always girls, parties and drugs because you basically grew up in a loving family. Is that right?
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: Wow. So like, what was your family a little bit? Tell me about how you grew up. Yeah.
0: My parents were very hardworking. They liked to party themselves on weekends. But they were very hardworking people. Mm. They always provided. They always give me everything that I wanted. I never wanted for nothing. Yeah, it was a great upbringing.
1: So, Barry, I understand, though, even though you grew up in a very loving home, there were still some deep feelings and differences that you felt, like you weren't very comfortable feeling inside. Tell me a little bit about that.
0: I just never, ever felt comfortable in my own skin. Mm. I always felt depressed. I always felt anxious. I always felt like I never had a voice. Mm. I always felt lonely. And I was always searching for something to make me feel better.
1: Barry, I understand when you were younger, when you didn't feel like you fit in, you actually started getting into some trouble. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah. When I was about 11 years old, 10, 11 years old, I was on the estate and I was always getting into trouble. I was always lighting fires, catching shops on fire. Oh my gosh. Catching garages on fire, catching cars on fire. I was always up to mischief, yeah. always up to no good because of how I felt inside. Mm. I was always fixing myself, being naughty with bad behaviors.
1: Mm. Yeah. So I understand that eventually you got sent to a new school and you were introduced to something very new in your life. Tell us about that.
0: What happened was all my friends who I were knocking around with on the estate, they were all going to the school on the estate, mm. and my mum could see, and my dad could see I was a nuisance. I was getting into a lot of trouble. And my mom and dad sent me to a school off the estate because they wanted the best for me. Mm. At the time, I wanted to be with all my friends. And there was a part of me that resented my mom and resented my dad. Mm. But it wasn't until later on in life when I got clean and sober, when I looked back at that and I realized that my mom and dad wanted the best for me. But I carried that
1: resentment all the way through my life. Wow. So that resentment though, and you're coming to this new school, You got introduced to some drugs. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah. When I landed in this new school, I had a shiny pair of shoes on. I had a blazer. I had a tie. And I just felt really, really different. I felt alone. Mm. I just felt very, very strange. I didn't know anyone. And quickly, I got involved with older guys in the school. Mm. And they were all smoking cannabis.
1: Marijuana. Yeah.
0: And... I started smoking cannabis with them at 11 years old. No kidding. And I absolutely hated cannabis. I couldn't stand smoking this stuff. But it made me feel better than I did in reality.
1: Mm. So it was kind of like a band-aid to the situation of making you feel like you fit in better. Is that right?
0: That's right. It gave me a sense of peace. It gave me a sense of unity. And it just gave me a sense of I fitted in somewhere for once.
1: Wow. Now, these guys were doing some other drugs that you were withholding from. Is that correct?
0: Um, those guys weren't the guys that were doing other drugs. The guys that were doing other drugs were the guys that my mom moved me away from that was on the estate. Oh. They were all looked on heroin. And I was 11 years old and they were 13, 14 years of age because I always hung around with people a lot older than me. Wow. So, these people were on heroin, and now I've landed in this new school and I've started smoking
1: cannabis. I see but at the time when you're hanging out with those old friends I understand that you kind of looked down upon them like they were not great people like you kind of said in your heart you'd never do that is that right?
0: Yeah when I used to leave school I used to go back to the estate on the night and just carry on being around my friends and they were all on heroin, and now I'm smoking cannabis and I always said to myself that I would never, ever, ever, ever smoke heroin or crack cocaine. Right. I used to use a term. I used to say, I will never, ever end up like those scumbags.
1: Wow. So here you are, and you know, you're kind of drawing a line, and you're doing marijuana. I understand, though, when you're about 14, 15 years of age, you were invited to your first rave from the producer of that club. And I understand that you've escalated to other drugs. What happened?
0: I was 14 years of age, and I was very, very into rave music. Hmm. I was obsessed with rave music, and I just had an obsession
1: for rave. Now, for those who don't know, what is a rave in the UK?
0: Rave music is like drum and bass music, techno, hardcore, all that sort of music.
1: Hmm. And it's just like music with a good beat where you're dancing with a whole bunch of people in a club or like out there somewhere. Is that right?
0: Is music that everyone goes to the event and everyone just gets absolutely off their face on drugs.
1: Oh my gosh. So the whole point of the rave was for people to get on drugs and all together, like just to bash it out together.
0: Rave music and drugs were like a married couple.
1: Wow. Okay. So I understand you got introduced to some new drugs. What were they? So
0: when I was 14 years of age, I went to my first rave and it was a place called the depot. In Lawrence Hill, in Bristol, in England, Mm. I walked into that rave, and it was the first night I had half an ecstasy tablet, ecstasy, and half a gram of amphetamine. Wow, And that was the first time in my life because I had already been smoking cannabis for a few years previous to that. Mm. And like I said to you a minute ago, I used to hate this stuff. I never enjoyed smoking it. Mm. But when I took this ecstasy tablet and this alphagram of amphetamine, it felt like I had arrived. It felt like... Now, this is where I want to be. This is where I want to go. Mm. This is what I thought drugs were supposed to be
1: like. So, Barry, when you were taking the ecstasy and amphetamine, how was it different than taking the marijuana? Like, what were you experiencing? Describe what you are experiencing there.
0: When I smoked marijuana, I always used to feel strange. I always used to feel paranoid. I just didn't like marijuana. Mm. I just didn't like the feeling. It always made me feel Not very nice. Mm. When I took ecstasy and amphetamine, it was the first time I ever took something and it felt like I had arrived. It was just love. Mm. You know, it gave me a voice. I could speak to everyone. Everyone was my friend. I just loved taking ecstasy and amphetamine.
1: So basically, it, it changed kind of your behavior. So you go from being not feeling like you're fitting in to suddenly you're fitting in everywhere. And it's like, You're talking to everybody and I'm sure that opened up the doors to just crazy relationships. Is that right? Absolutely. Okay. So I'm thinking that people are just, you know, loving on each other. So probably it just ends up having like one night stands and stuff like that. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. So did it ever truly leave you feeling fulfilled? Absolutely not. It made me
0: feel fulfilled for the time you took it. Yeah. But you wake up in the morning and you would be feel empty again.
1: Wow. Barry, let's stop here. I want to have you on our next show to talk more about how you became a master at wild living, where you engaged in traveling to different countries in order to find more drugs, girls, and anything that you wanted, like a modern day Pinocchio of sorts. So Barry, thanks so much for being humble and sharing your life story with us. We are learning so much. Thank you for having me. Hey guys, I want to dive deeper into the story of the prodigal son in the Bible right after the break. Hey everyone, as an evangelist, I'm really into changing people's lives with a powerful message of the cross. Do you know people are getting set free from drugs, addictions, and internal anguish by the power of the Holy Spirit working through our show? Will you ask the Holy Spirit if He wants you to partner with us financially? Every donation will help us to reach 1 million more people. Think of it, 30 people giving $100 a month will bring this show in front of 1 million more people. Will you help me to get to one more city in the U.S.? You can give by going to awakenthenations.com.
0: Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at AwakeningTheNations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's AwakeningTheNations.com or 877-480-4477.
1: More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? As we're listening to Barry's story, it's interesting how he was raised. That he came from a good family. A family that was hardworking. His grandma was Catholic, and so was his dad. But then he left his upbringing and chased after drugs and wild living. As I was mentioning, this is an example of the story of the prodigal son. Which means a son that spends resources freely and extravagantly. And though he didn't do this at first, you're going to hear how the drug use got him to do this in a wild way that ended up with a lot of consequences. What is the story in the Bible of the prodigal son? It's written in Luke 15, 14 Then he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. And when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. In the scripture, you're hearing of a son who decided to take his life and to spend it now, rather than to save it for more honorable purposes. He took his future and spent it all on wild living living life to its fullest, right? And this right here you're hearing is happening in Barry's life, where life's pursuit became about what he could experience in the now, rather than planning for a future purpose. Another thing about the lost son is that after he spent all that he had, he found himself in want. This scripture describes being in a place of dissatisfaction, a place of discontentment, and a place of unhappiness. And Barry John's life of drugs and wild living led him to this very place. And I think that this is something that no matter where you are in life, this is something that people can relate to. Because the culture is constantly telling us that getting everything we want equals true fulfillment. And that's not true. Father God, I'm praying for the person who's saying, gosh, my life is so unfulfilled. Lord Jesus, we come to you realizing that you are the one that brings the true fulfillment. Lord Jesus, we surrender our lives to you in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony, and I know that your life was touched.
0: Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.